Democratic vote were going poorly. Last night, despite having to push back the self-imposed Christmas deadline, Mr. Biden insisted Manchin recently reiterated his support for the nearly $2 trillion plan. It's been exactly one week since tornadoes swept through the nation's heartland, killing more than 70 people in western Kentucky alone. Rescue efforts are turning to recovery missions. Adam Hames, with eight days of hope, is helping people whose homes were blown apart. Of course, they have a lot of personal belongings in the house, valuables, so we help them get them in a trailer, get them to a secure location out of the weather, uh, locked up. Um, and we're just removing some of the debris. The house is going to be torn down, More than but the insurance assessor hasn't been through yet, so we've got to wait another day or two before we tear it completely down. One by one, the curtains come down on Broadway shows this week because of positive COVID tests among cast and crew. CBS's Monica Ricks on the latest performance to be postponed. An entire audience was seated and waiting for music to start when people were told Moulin Rouge wouldn't go on last night because of positive COVID tests. But all of these cases are breakthrough cases since cast and crew are required to be fully vaccinated. Broadway's only been open for a few months because of the pandemic. Some shows are expected to reopen tonight. S&P futures down 26. This is CBS News. If you're checking for fever, the leading sign of COVID-19, beware of dangerously inaccurate non-contact thermometers. Instead, learn about Exergen at exergen.com. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. Now at Banana Republic Factory, 50 to 70% off everything. Discover winter essentials, holiday party looks, last minute gifts, and more from $14.99. Find your nearest store or shop online. Only at Banana Republic Factory. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Police in western Japan say at least 24 people have died in a fire that may have been set intentionally. CBS's Lucy Kraft has details from Tokyo. Scores of firefighters and rescue workers converged on a busy Osaka street where the fire broke out in an eight-story building. The fire originated on the fourth floor in a psychiatric clinic just after it opened for business. Police are investigating the fire as an arson case. Witnesses said a man in his 60s was seen carrying a paper bag which leaked a liquid that later ignited. It's not just cream cheese and chicken. Supply chain shortages are growing at grocery stores ahead of the holiday. Record level congestion at ports in California are making it difficult to find everything from some Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavors to Sour Patch Kids toilet paper again. And Marie Callender's pot pies. Soda drinkers scrambling because of a global shortage of CO2. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. 
Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-549-1985 now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. 800-549-1985. 800-549-1985. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-549-1985. Some say we've lost our touch. That we don't build things with lasting detail. Or worse, that we just don't bother. Really. We the people who built a country, who rely on ourselves to get things done, well, there's really only one way to tell if we've lost our grip. Next time you see someone wearing card, just shake their hand. Max Thrifty Shop, 940 East State Street, 592-3773. There's so much flavor that gets packed into a McDonald's breakfast sandwich. Like the sweet taste of maple cooked right into the griddle cakes of a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles combined with crispy, crunchy bacon. Or a sausage McMuffin with egg that's cooked to sizzling perfection. So savory, so toasty, so much mm-mm in every bite. Now mix and match a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get any two for just $4. Ba-da-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Snowmen, snowmen, snowmen. Here at A Work of Heart, we have the best variety and selection of snowmen, gnomes, and wildlife in all of Ohio and West Virginia. Winter decor is what you are looking for. Signs of all shapes and sizes most made in the United States. Porch sitters, flags, rugs, and decorative seasonal rug inserts. Memorial decor to help you fondly remember that special loved one. Laser engraved product with names and dates you design yourself. Dog and cat decor. Ohio State and West Virginia signs and decorations. Many can be personalized. We have puzzled, farm decor, wedding, anniversary, fragrant candles, battery candles, greeting cards and 20% off our boxed Christmas cards. Our wildlife department is a sight to behold. Come see us today at A Work of Heart Grand Central Mall. Find us on Facebook or shop online at aworkofheart.biz. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. In the same way, the journey to end poverty for good begins first with a child. A journey like this takes commitment from you and me. A commitment to end poverty for good. Learn how you can help at children.org right now. I'm John. You may know me as a commercial lender, but I'm also a craftsman and a dog dad. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find John or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com.
Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. I-N-E-P-T, M-X, track, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Well, Coach Turf, I see you're all set to leave for Indiana Orthopedic University in your ball game with IOU. Now, you told me on that last program that your starting safety, Stubby Simmons, might be out of action due to an injury this week. If so, who's going to be taking his place in the IOU game? Well, you know, we was talking about that. You know, IOU has one of them bone-crushing ground games. You know, they run the wishbone. So what we're going to do, we figured out we're going to take our free safety out of the lineup and put in an extra linebacker, and we're going to use a freshman boy named of a Plug Donovan. You know, he ain't very tall. In fact, I believe his waistline's about the same as his height. But anyway, he's real capable of filling in whatever holes we got in our defensive line. Well, I wanted to ask you about your game plan on offense because obviously you're going to have to score more points than you did last week if you're going to win. Well, that's right. You know, I've been saying that all along. In fact, ever since 1937, our game plan has always been the same, and that is score more points than the other folks, and that, that way we'll win. And the boys haven't been following the game plan. So this week we're going to try something different. Well, what is that, Coach? Well, we're going to put in another tight end on the weak side and rotate him toward the slot and hoping that creates a little daylight between the rover and the inside linebacker on the strong side. Provided, of course, the nose guard in the corner covering the X receiver takes the bait and creates man coverage on the halfback who goes in motion to fake the pitch out, and that gives the quarterback the option of going to the triple wing side. Coach, that sounds a bit complicated to me. Well, it must be. I've, I've only gotten now to the point where I can draw it on the chalkboard. I'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by CMOS. CMOS, a good source of live bacteria and fiber, as it may replenish the body with good bacteria and improve gut health. It may also help with weight loss. Coach Turf, I'm still trying to figure out your offensive game plan you explained a moment ago. Would you, would you run that by us one more time? Well, you take the tight end and uh, he rotates over toward the slot and the uh, daylight, the uh, inside linebacker, uh, the uh, well, the corner and the nose guard on the other side, uh, and, and the halfback is supposed to, we, we fake him to pitch out, and the quarterback, uh, we have the triple option wing side. All right, Coach, that second consecutive road game is coming up this week. Has scheduling the first two games on the road created any additional hardships for your coaching staff and your players 
Well, what it does is we got to make sure we wash our white road uniforms for two straight weeks in a row. You know, they ain't nothing more embarrassing than walking out onto the football field wearing dirty uniforms. You know, uniforms is supposed to be dirty after the ball game, not before it starts. And that puts a lot of pressure on our equipment manager, good old Suds Bleachman. But he does a real fine job keeping our uniforms all cleaned up. Well, Coach, are you planning on bringing back a victory this week? Well, you know what they say. Uh, they say that you win some and you lose some, and I say, wouldn't that be nice? Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Friday morning from Party Line here at 970 WATH, 37 degrees and hazy sunshine. It is uh, 15 minutes after 9 o'clock as we are on a TGFF Friday. Thank goodness it's finally Friday. Temperatures today going to be in the low to mid 50s. So uh, enjoy some more. I'm going to call it spring-like weather here on this December 17th. 2021. I'm Scott Daly, and uh, I think I need to take a trip to the back of the radio station here to awake uh, a hibernated Dave Palmer. So with that, I'll be right back in just a moment, and hopefully Dave will be too. Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles 
Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wing These are a few of my favorite things Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes Silver white winters that melt in the spring These are a few of my favorite things When the dog bites, when the bee stings When I'm feeling sad I simply remember my favorite things Sounds of this season there with Lori Morgan, uh, Merry Christmas from London is the title of that CD. And with that, we continue on a sentimental journey here uh, with those Christmas tunes. And we continue on a party line edition on this Friday, December 7th. It is 20 minutes after 9 o'clock and uh, I did not find any uh, any source of Dave Palmer in the station here so he must be running just a little bit behind so with that we'll continue on with uh party line here on this fantastic friday yeah it is friday ready for the weekend too certainly hope you've got some great things to do some things lined up for the weekend as uh, we've been telling you here on 970 wath a couple of live nativity scenes are being presented at two area churches that i know of and uh, one uh, began last night at the Airline Church of Christ. The annual live nativity happened uh, last night, the beginning, and it's going on again tonight from 6 to 8. And uh, new this year is the interactive participation of inviting families 
and individuals to join in portraying the shepherds, angels, and wise men in the nativity. So if you would like to be a part of that, well, journey on out to Airline Church of Christ. It is a drive through event. Everyone is welcome. Church is located at 4477 State Route 681, four miles northwest of beautiful Albany. Now, uh, if there is rain again uh, this evening, don't know what their plans are, but you can call the church and find out, 740-698-7041. And as we've been promoting uh, on 970 WATH and Power 105, another live nativity scene at uh, the Richland United Methodist Church, and that is located at 60 Pomeroy Road, another live nativity scene. Now, uh, Pastor Lindsay told us yesterday they are moving that inside because of the rain and the forecast. Uh, that happens tonight and tomorrow night from 4 to 7 p.m. And uh, I'm planning on going there. So maybe I'll see you there at the Richland United Methodist Church. So either one you want to go to, uh, please seek them out and enjoy the Christmas live nativity scenes commemorating the birth of Jesus at this Christmas and holiday season. All right, so uh, with that, we'll continue on the party line here at 970 WATH. As a matter of fact, I think I will let Pastor Lindsay tell you all about that right now. And uh, we've been featuring some commentaries from Fred Palmer, uh, this series titled Just Thought You'd Like to Know, and I've got one of those queued up as well. So we'll get to that after we hear from uh, Pastor Lindsay Klein from the Richland United Methodist Church. Everyone, my name is Pastor Lindsay Klein, and I'm the pastor at Richland United Methodist Church on 60 Pomeroy Road. Feel free to check us out on Facebook and our website. I'd like to invite you to our Living Nativity this weekend, December 17th and 18th from 4 to 7 p.m. We're so excited to offer this free event with free parking. Due to the weather, we have moved inside and ask that you wear a mask. We also have handicap accessibility. Come take an interactive journey with us to Bethlehem and meet some interesting characters along the way. We hope to see you this weekend as we experience joy this Christmas. We had Pastor Lindsay and her husband, Ian Klein, in here yesterday for Party Line. I'll tell you what, you ever want to meet wonderful people? Well, there's two of them right there. Uh... I told a few people here in uh, outside of the radio station, if you ever wanted to meet someone that you walked away from thinking that they are really cool people and a pastor, they're cool anyway, you know, in their own right. They have their own styles, their own presentations. But after I talked to Pastor Lindsay, I thought that. I walked away thinking, that is one really neat person. Pastor Lindsey Klein of Richland United Methodist Church. So, anyway, if you have a chance to meet them, uh, they will make you feel just really wonderful about talking to them. So, uh, enjoy that if you happen to go out there uh, tonight or tomorrow night. All right, as I mentioned before, um, I'm not, not sure where Dave is, so I'm a little bit uh, unprepared here. So, we're going to wing it. How about that? It's a Friday free-for-all, and um, we'll go on with this here. 
with a Fred Palmer commentary in the series from the series, Just Thought You'd Like to Know. Friends, there are 26 letters in the alphabet, A through Z, and 10 numerals, 0 through 9. With these 36 symbols, we communicate our thoughts. Why is it that one person can tell a funny story and it falls flat? Yet Bob Hope tells the same story using the same words and it creates tremendous laughter. We say the Lord's Prayer in so many words. Charles Lawton did it on TV and moved millions to tears or deep spiritual emotion. As a speech exercise, can you say yes so that sounds like no or maybe or I'm not sure? Can you say no so that sounds like maybe or I really don't mean it? How do we sound to our friends? If we asked 12 people to tell us what they thought of our voice, what would they say? Now let's make a list of some common faults. First there's uh, uh, or you know, uh, you understand. Uh, I, I mean, I mean. Then there is the mumble, the ramble, the monotone, or a lack of confidence. Now let's make a list of some strong points. First, speak firmly enough to be easily understood. Now many people are somewhat hard of hearing. Second, don't ramble, stick to the subject. Third, avoid expressions that mean nothing, such as, uh, uh, uh. Fourth, the use of pause, pitch, and pace improves communication. Fifth, don't talk about those things that interest only you. This is boring to your listener. And last, always use, for instance, illustrate your point with an interesting and practical example. Certainly a voice should express enthusiasm, confidence, sincerity, and credibility. Just thought you'd like to know. Well, that was uh, pretty appropriate here for morning DJs and afternoon Jays, uh, DJs and evening DJs. I think maybe all of us could take a little note from that or two with the uh, 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 yes. Or you know how people start out sentences now? I notice this in high-level administrations too, even our government administration where they cannot start a sentence out without saying the word so. You ever notice that? I mean, clear to the highest level of corporations, companies, businesses, you name it. And they start out with that word. And not taking a poke at anyone or not, but some of the press conferences, they start out answering a question with, so let me tell you about uh, checking with this and what we have found out. And I just want to answer back, so, okay, why don't you let us know that? I don't know, maybe it's something I've just noticed. But anyway, uh, that was a pretty cool commentary there from Mr. Fred Palmer. And, you know, it's not easy to do when you're standing here in front of a microphone talking to a live audience, but he's right about hopefully speaking with confidence and avoiding those interruptions and the, uh, uh, you know, the uhs and uh, I mean, or you know what I mean, things like that. So I try to watch. There, I just said so. I try to watch for those things. But uh, anyway, I enjoy those commentaries from Fred Palmer. And I'll tell you what, since we're on a Friday free-for-all, how would you like to hear another one? Sounds good to me. Well, we tried to listen to this one at one time, and I don't think we made it through all the way. So uh, since we're on a free-for-all Friday, let's light up the board with another commentary with uh, the series 
from Just Thought You'd Like to Know. Friends, the other day in Columbus, I paid 94 cents for a cup of warm coffee. It piqued my curiosity, so I went to the library and got a book on coffee. The story of coffee is rather exciting. It all started in the area between Ethiopia, Ethiopia and Yemen. A goat herd whose name was Calde noticed his goats eating red berries, after which they jumped about with great activity. So he ate some of the berries, and he felt good and danced around. A monk from a nearby monastery was passing by, noticed the effect of the red berries, so he picked some. He parched his berries and dropped them in hot water for a drink. As a result, he did not fall asleep during his prayers. So all the monks began to drink the new medicine and all stayed awake during their prayers. The same trees with red berries are still growing in Ethiopia today, and the use of the coffee bean spread among the Arabs. They tried to keep it secret, but a Muslim pilgrim from India, Baba Budan, smuggled seven seeds out of Arabia over into India. They grew, and the use of coffee sipped from small cups as a ceremonial drink became widely used. Eventually, the Dutch carried some plants from Malabar in India to Java, Indonesia, where it flourished. And that is why we often refer to a cup of Java. And Louis Bromfield named his farm near Mansfield Malabar after the town in India. By this time, King Louis XIV of France heard of coffee that gave you a new vigor. So he ordered a tree to be sent to him. Since the tree must always be warm, King Louis built the first heated greenhouse in Europe for his beloved coffee tree. And it was from this spe specific tree that seeds were sent to Central and South America that produces most of the coffee today. Now there's a lot more to tell in another commentary, but think about this. The average coffee drinker drinks 30 gallons of coffee a year, and our coffee breaks add up to 16 full working days a year. Just thought you'd like to know. <laughs> oh boy, think of all that time added up for coffee breaks during the work day. I remember a few of those with uh, <laughs> taking those. Not me, but uh, colleagues out there. I'm like, where is so-and-so? Oh, they're out on a coffee break, whatever it may be. But, you know, state law requires that state employees every four hours, I believe it is, are required to take at least a 15-minute break. So, yeah, coffee breaks, whatever breaks they may be. Speaking of coffee... Um, I'm not a coffee drinker. However, I love, 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 love the smell of coffee, as they say in New York. Coffee. Having coffee with the guys, you know? <laughs> but I will make coffee, you know, for someone just to smell it. And people say, if you like coffee that much, why don't you just get a coffee-scented candle. Well, it's not the same. So, anyway, uh, I have a coffee maker at home, and sometimes I get some cheap coffee, and then I'll just make it so I can smell up the house, you know? Just something about that coffee smell. It's so cool. And whenever I go through, like, Mickey D's or someplace like that, you can smell that wafting out of the drive through window. Oh, does it smell so good. <laughs> We have a caller joining us already here on Party Line this morning. Caller, go ahead. You're on Party Line. Good morning, Scott. I love the smell of coffee, but I can't stand drinking stuff. Same with me. I mean, if it's, <laughs> if it's the only thing around, 
I have to fill it with creamer and sugar. And then I usually get asked, do you, you like a little coffee with your creamer and sugar? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't even drink it. But you were talking about um, speech patterns and so forth. Uh, one of the things that always bothered me, especially since I read The Elements of Style by um, Strunken and uh, White, is the use of the phrase, the fact that. I always felt like a fact that had to call attention to itself was a bit disreputable. And when I taught history at OU, I would come in and write on the blackboard at the uh, first class, um, despite the fact that, or in spite of the fact that, equals although. And I then write, given the fact that, equals because. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Well, you know, why do we have to use more words than we need? Absolutely. Here's another one that here's another one that gets me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I here's one that I get you know gets me sometimes is with that being said. Uh, yeah. Yes, you did say that. Yes, we he- heard you. Yes, I heard you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, you know, is yeah. is that necessary? But I had a uh, su- uh, super superior, I guess we'll call it. That would start many of his sentences like that. With that being said, and this was in a group meeting, a conference, and things like that, and I'm like, yeah, that was said. (laughs) Yeah, to change the subject, there's been something I've been wondering about uh, for a long time that has to do with sports, and with college sports in particular. Okay. I wonder what effect uh, players being able to sell their their, – or whatever. I'm not sure the term I want to use there. Name, image, and likeness. Uh, image and likeness, yeah. yeah. and their name, uh, yes. What, what effect that might have on the transfer portal when players begin to see that perhaps they weren't going to play for the school they went to in the first place and well, they can make more money somewhere else. Sure, I think we or, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Or might, might want to stay nearer to home where they have better recognition Absolutely. Among their fans. Yes. Well, I think we've had a situation of that happening already with Ohio State football. When they had Mm -hmm. the number one recruit in the nation, number one quarterback in the nation that left high school early this year to enroll at Ohio State. Um, Quinn Ewers is his name. And he's already pocketed, I think, over a million dollars. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And... He was supposed to be the quarterback of the future for Ohio State. Well, now C.J. Stroud has had the year that he has had, and he was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. He didn't win the Heisman, but still to be a finalist, okay. Now this quarterback is probably going to play for the next two or three years where the new incoming quarterback is probably not going to play. All right, so he's decided to transfer already. He played two downs with Ohio State this year. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to transfer back to a school in Texas somewhere. So he came to Columbus and pocketed that cool million bucks, and he's out of there. He's he's left right. already. And to to further uh, back up your point about going back closer to home, uh, he is from Texas, and he is going back to a school there in Texas somewhere. I. Not the university. Well, as a Michigan Texas. State grad, I'm not going to cry over that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I just kind of wonder. I wonder about that. And I wonder. Um, uh, I, I wonder about uh, 
some of these big recruiting classes, you've got kids coming in that are never going to play for those schools. And the transfer portal opening up is going to is probably going to make for better balance, don't you think, eventually? Oh, I think so, yes. I mean, you're going to see uh, players that normally would sit on the bench until their junior or senior season before they got a chance to play. They want to play. They're going to go somewhere. And Well, sure, and they want to develop their talent so they have a chance at the NFL as well. Absolutely. So they're going to go somewhere I, and level out the playing field with good players being spread out all over the country now. I honestly never knew why Joe Burrow went to Ohio State because he was never going to play there. I said that in high school. When he was in high school, I said he's never going to play there because he's not the quarterback Urban Meyer wants. Well, they, Urban Meyer wants Tim Tebow, and that's not Joe. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they said that about Joe, and then he performed very well in spring games, two, three spring games in a row, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, he had that job won. Then he had that that injury to his hand where he broke his a, a bone in his hand. Well, then mm-hmm. – he couldn't play, and, and that way uh, Dwayne Haskins moved into the starting role, and they kept him in there when Joe became healthy again. Obviously, the job was no longer his. So, you know, if I'm Joe, he was, he was a starting quarterback. He had that job. Without that injury, he would have still been the starter, I do believe, because well, – I'm not, I'm not convinced of that. Yeah. Well, you know, we, it, it's, that's pure speculation indeed, yes. I know. Uh, however, you know, things worked out pretty well for Joe, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I think so, you know. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Urban Meyer, uh, you know, he's been in the news lately and uh, notoriously in the news. And uh, it just makes me wonder, because Joey was the first player, the high school recruit that Urban Meyer visited after they won the national championship. And to me, mm. that spoke volumes. For for Urban Meyer, he wanted him. Yeah, to leave to leave the David Letterman show in New York City and fly to the Albany Airport uh, late that night and then visit the Burroughs on the planes. I mean, that's how bad he wanted Joe Burrow. He was the very first recruit that he found that he wanted to visit. And that told me that Urban Meyer loves this guy. He loves Joey. And I think he did, and I, from what I understand, Joe and Urban are friends. I mean, they, there's no bitterness there, resentment whatsoever. Right. But uh, they, it just didn't work out. You, you know, you talk about a bad break for someone. Well, that might have been a bad break for Joe at Ohio State, but it turned out to be a pretty good break for Joe at LSU. Yep. Well, I just wanted to, you know, bring those things up. Yeah, I think you're right, though, about the portal. The transfer uh, transfer portal will uh, eventually level out the playing field because guys want to play now, You know, hence Joe Burrow transferring. He wanted to play. Right. And I, I still think back to the Ohio State situation, I think it may have cost Ohio State a national championship uh, because of that with his ability to turn around a program, his ability to turn uh, that uh, himself into a leader respected by his teammates and players, lead by example. That's the type of kid Joe is. But Mm -hmm. with the Ohio State quarterback now transferring, as I pointed out earlier, you know, they get their cool million bucks. If they're a highly rated prospect, they're going to make that money. If they're not that highly rated, you know, for instance, let's let's say MAC schools. You know, these, these kids, they can profit from the same thing, the name, image, and likeness, but they're not going to make the money that a player would get at, at a Michigan State, for example. 
Certainly not in Athens. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, yeah, the, you wonder if they, they if they see dollar signs and think I could make more where I'm more popular, like you mentioned. So right. I guess it remains to be seen. Well, but I think you're to right. watch. I'm sorry. Be interesting to watch. Yes, it will be, and I think what what you have said will transpire eventually. And I, I, you know, I'm not sure about this transfer portal thing. You know, I, I think they should limit it to uh, one transfer per student. Um, you know, so these players can't be jumping all over the place. But then I've said that about coaches too. When they leave a program and go to somewhere else, they should have to sit out a year, right? <laughs> Then you got the well. They're not sitting out a year now, are they? No, they're not. But then you would have labor laws to deal with. You yeah, know, coaches yep. are are being denied employment. That too. So, you know, mm-hmm. co- coaches jump no, like the players the, do. The players aren't sitting out a year anymore, are they? Oh no, no, they become immediately eligible. Right, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So they typically wait till after the season's over. Uh, rarely do you see someone go in the middle of the season and play right away for another team. For one reason, they don't know the, the system of the new school they're going yeah. to. It's a learning curve for them. So, uh, typically, that's what they do, give themselves another year. But, yeah, they, they're eligible right away. Right. Well, i got to run, Scott. Have okay. a Merry Christmas. Thank you. I appreciate the call, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's interesting about what uh, the transfer portal has opened up in the world of college sports and it's not just football either i mean it's any sports and any sport uh student athletes are eligible to profit from their name image and likeness now granted uh probably a hockey player or a soccer player even though it's becoming more popular in our country may not profit as much as say the the quarterback at Ohio State, and uh, you know it's it's one of those things where it's it's a crapshoot where a kid goes and they see those things happening and they're thinking you know I can go there and make a lot of money, and then we'll see if I get to play or not. We've got another caller on the line. Caller, you're on party line. Yes, Scott, this is Jerry. You were talking sports, so I got to call in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just wish that. Like all these big schools, the big conferences would go out on their own and let the MAC and the uh, Sun Belt and all those other ones have their own division because um, I want to see the players be there at the schools for four years. I mean, they're coming in, they're leaving after two, they're not playing the bowl game. Um, that's not right. Well, I, I, I tend mean, to agree with you and, and, in my opinion, we we as a I won't say we college sports tend to cater to student athletes, and you know now that they have the ability to protest and say we're not playing, which has happened at a couple college football programs uh, until we get this or we get that. You know now they're I don't want to say holding the NCAA hostage, but schools too in that respect because. Schools and coaches know that that's a possibility now. But just being right here in Athens, I mean, it's really fun. Like at Ohio University, I mean, look how long Ben Bonderplass has been here, and he can come back again next year. And, uh, you know, it's been a blast watching him play. Uh, 
Uh, Dwight Wilson, I think, is going to come back next year and play. Um, gosh, you get to watch these guys grow as basketball players. and um, You know, people I, I don't think understand, too, like Ohio University is like a major college sports. I mean, these guys are pretty good, and they're fun to watch. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people who live around here and stuff don't think about maybe even going to the game. But, you know, um, like this year, Ohio University basketball is a pretty fun team to watch. Yes, they are. I've seen them. Uh, I've only seen them on TV a couple times uh, because of my early morning hours here at the right. radio stations. Uh, but I, I hope to get down there to see a game. But I think Jeff's done a great job, Coach Bowles. Jeff, you know, I've known him for years. I just think of him as, of him as Jeff. Uh, but uh, I think that's for everybody around here. That's the best thing, you know, because yeah. he's a Bobcat. And yes. I think he wants to be a Bobcat for a while. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people think that he might be leaving soon, but I think he'll be around here for several years. And I think he wants to build the program, and he's got a great recruiting class. I mean, a really great recruiting class coming in next year. And, uh, you know, the only bad thing for him, nobody wants to play him. I mean, he can't schedule good teams because everybody's scared. They don't want to come in here to play. They don't even want to play at home. Oh, yeah. He's got trouble filling out the schedule. Yeah. Remember the years when Gary, Gary Trent was here? It was, so with Jeff Bowles, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Kentucky was ranked, I think, number one that year. They would not come here to play because Gary Trent was here because they – the Bobcats went down to UK the year before when Rick Patino was coaching and the Bobcats nearly beat Kentucky down there and Patino would not schedule the Bobcats until Gary left. Right. Well, even this year when they played Kentucky, Jeff said the only reason they did is because Jason Preston uh, moved on to the NBA and then uh, yeah. Dwight Wilson, the center, was out. Yes, that's right. And he, he, said, he said nobody... Nobody from the Big Ten at all would play them. Yeah. And LSU was the other team in the SEC. And uh, so that's, you know, that means that that people are, uh, they know about Ohio University and they know about Jeff. Absolutely. That's, he's, they're they're getting more and more respect in the college basketball world. And, and the things you said about Jeff, you know, being, uh, the program builder here, uh, he's got a history of success uh, when he went to Marshall as an assistant, I think it was, and then Akron, and then to Mm -hmm. Ohio State, and then to uh, Stony Brook, I believe. Is that, I'm not sure if I have that order correctly. Yeah, I think it was even at University of Charleston, even. And uh, I'll never forget when he was here with as assistant at Akron, I was talking to him, and I said, man, I can't wait Either you or Gino is going to be the next, you know, the head coach here. He said, "Me too." He said, "But I'm going to be the head coach. Gino will be my assistant." And that <laughs> almost happened. Yeah, and wouldn't Gino that be had something? Gino got the head job at Stony Brook. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, there was a lot of thought to that that Gino was going to come back with Jeff, but uh, it didn't happen. And and you know when you talk, I, as I started to say before about uh, the accolades about Jeff, is that you know he's getting. He's got a lot of a lot of respect in the basketball world, um, and nobody wants to play Ohio. Uh, that's a recipe for bigger schools to come calling for his head coaching services. And as a head coach, if I'm a head coach and that's 
the way it is. I mean, college sports are a business anymore. Would you not agree? Oh, yeah. That's why they need to, you know, the Big Ten, the SEC, they need to go on their separate ways and let the smaller schools play for national championships. Uh, yeah. I think I saw, I was watching James Madison and somebody playing football the other uh, night, and this is the last year, I think, for the FCS, where James Madison are going to uh, be Division One. I. I don't. I don't really understand why they did that. Because you know, everybody said that's going to be the last time they play for a national championship. Yeah. Well, so, same thing with Marshall football years ago when they had the, the years of Chad Pennington and, and uh, Byron Leftwich as their quarterbacks, when they were just beating everybody and they won the FCS, and then then they jumped back into D one, and. I think they would have been very competitive in D1 uh, as they were, but um, you know, they then they jumped out of the MAC. And uh, what what conference do they go to? Conference USA, I think it is. But uh, right. you know, they now they struggle in Conference USA, and they have. Um, I'm not sure Doc Holliday got a, a good deal down there when they let him go. But I, I thought he had the program running pretty well. But <laughs> apparently the powers that be did not think so. But same thing with Marshall leaving, uh, too, because that was always a great rivalry, you know, between the Bobcats and Marshall, both football and basketball. Now, right. Yeah, they, they kicked our butts a few times with Pennington and Leftwich. But the Bobcats have come back now the last few years and, uh, you know, made it kind of a rivalry again. But it's not a – league or conference rivalry right i remember our old buddy when he was applying for the athletic director job here john mcbride i think he was in favor of dropping back into division two or whatever you want to call it back then and build a program and then maybe come back yeah um yeah speaking of that i i was encouraged to apply for the ad position the the last time it opened too, and I did, and uh, actually with withdrew because I sensed they wanted to go a different direction, and I I had a couple interviews, um, but uh, we <coughs> we left it at that. I mean, I would have loved to have been the AD here at Ohio University, you know, being uh, homegrown and not only a, a one-time Bobcat alumnus, but twice with undergrad and grad degrees from here. You know, former student athlete and community member, and I think that's a good recipe for what keeps departments rolling is fundraising. Uh, so, but it it didn't happen, and so uh, that's what we do. <laughs> we go on. Growing up being a Bobcat fan, and really, you know, you end up you love it, you love the school, and you want to do the best thing for the school. And sometimes to get other people coming in from other schools, it's just another stepping stone. Oh yes, and, yeah, um, yeah. If I if they would uh, if they would have chosen me or selected me or asked me to be the AD, I would have been happy to do so, and that I would not have looked anywhere else or gone anywhere else. So it would have been right here for me. Right. Loyalty is a good thing, yeah. I do believe, Jerry. You, you would you agree? Loyalty, <laughs> and that's why I mean I really. I think for Coach Bowles, I mean, he might move on when he's time, but it's got to be the perfect job for him and his family. I mean, maybe it might be the only, maybe the Ohio State job. Uh, 
I mean, Coach John Gross, he went, he got paid pretty well with Illinois, but you know, he didn't have much much success there. Right. And uh, and sometimes you know, just being at a place where it's, uh, you're having success, it is fun, and you got some friends. Uh, your friends are here. I mean, I mean, money is good, but you know, happiness is even better than money. I think. Yeah, and success. You know, and yeah. when you sign those big contracts, uh, it, the pressure comes with it too, and co- coaches know that. You know, they, but well, look at her, look at Urban Meyer. Oh my! I mean, I don't, I don't think he's ever going to coach again. Um, I'd be shocked if he gets to coach again. Um, well, I would agree. I, mean, just, I would agree with you on that too. With uh, what's transpired and what the last. Ten months there with, uh, as the owner put it, missteps. Uh, some some well, of the things know. that have happened off the field and on the field too. Well, I, so. I think I think all along he's had. I mean, even when he coached from Florida, I heard a lot of negative things. And, and uh, you know, I just don't know if. Uh, I mean, he was the type of person a lot of people thought. Yeah. But uh, I've had. You know, if, you, if you're not. It always comes back. It's going to haunt you. And I think, uh, I mean, I don't even know if he'll ever be back on TV as a commentary guy or something. Oh, yeah. I think he'll eventually get back to that. But, um, I, you know, I've had people ask me, Jerry, that I thought Urban Meyer left Florida because of health reasons. Okay. That he did TV commentary for, what, a year? Two years? Right. And then he... And he would- was hired at Ohio State, and then the same thing. You know, he left what he said because of health issues. Right. Um, now, I'm not questioning that. Yeah. It could very well have had health issues. But he's got that competitive drive and desire that he got to the point where he just couldn't not coach anymore. Right. Well, I think these and circumstances are going to force that to happen now. Well, then, uh, there used to be some videos on there uh, of when he was coaching up Florida. Him and his assistant coaches kind of got in trouble because they were throwing like whole bottles of Gatorade into players and practice and stuff like that. And a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people's ever heard that story and stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think, uh, and you know, like he, I never see anybody hate to lose. I mean, you gotta, you don't, you don't want to lose. Right. But sometimes you're gonna lose. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's not the player's fault. I mean, you know, if you go out and you play hard, you do what you do. I mean, you lose, you lose, but, you, you know, yeah. I don't have a problem losing if you play hard and try. Yeah, you give it your best. But you, you know as well as I do, how many former head college football coaches make it in the NFL as a head coach? Not very many. The only other one I can think of is Jimmy Jones. From the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And they're even talking now, Coach Day may be going to watch take over the Bears. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. He he loves Ohio State, but you know, I could be wrong. Money talks and he's been in the NFL before. Uh, he knows what it's all yep. about. You know, the the pressure cooker in Columbus sometimes squeezes a coach a little bit there, uh, in the football program. So you know, you never know. You you got pros and cons of everything. You go back to the to the NFL, well, you don't have to recruit anymore, right? You don't have to 
right. have your career depend on 18 to 22 year old student athletes and and how they perform on a field. But well, right with, on right the other side, see right now though, if he goes, they already know it's going to be Luke Fickle. I would say. I would say so. Yep. Uh, I think Notre Dame made a big mistake by not trying to get Luke Fickle there, but that's we'll that's see about only that. For that me. could be. But I mean, I think the players were excited. They got their assistant coach, and he's supposed to be a real good recruiter. So yeah. I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm kind of root, root for him. Oh, me too. Coach. I, I hope he does well. I mean, he's an Ohio State grad, played football for the Buckeyes, and uh, you know when. When you get a wave of player support like that that flows up to the AD, that pretty much tells the AD, you better pick this guy or right. we're, our program is not going to be what you want it to be. So, right. you know, that, that it's a good thing, though. I mean, if they got a guy there that players like and will play hard for, that's a win-win for the coach, the players, and the administration, and the school. Right. So. One quick thing before we gotta go here. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm gonna. I think in next year for Ohio football, I think we're gonna see a lot better Bobcat football team. I agree. I know a lot of people are kind of down, but I'm I'm thinking that uh, I think uh, Tyler Tettleton's gonna. I mean, it looks like he had a so far a kind of a decent recruiting class. We got some excellent players. You know, there'll be another signing period coming up, but I got a feeling that Bobcat football is not nearly as. Uh, bad as people are thinking i think you're right not as bad as their record indicates as as the saying goes but uh and last I, year last this, this last year north or northern illinois last year finished last they finished first this year yeah worst so to first back, that can happen yes worst to first as they say but i like coach albin right. i worked with uh tim during my time at the ou athletics department uh tim's a great guy great family Brooke, his wife, a, a great person. Uh, they're just a great family and great for Ohio football and the school and our community, too. So I wish nothing but success uh, for Coach Alvin. So I think you're right. right. I think look for good things in the future with Ohio football. Right. Okay, well, I'll let you go. Okay, Jerry, thanks for the call. Good talking to you, and uh, uh, appreciate okay. you listening. See you, Jerry. Merry Christmas. Right, okay. Uh, you too. Thanks, Jerry. Bye-bye. Well, uh, we've gabbed away just about an hour now. So, uh, well, not quite an hour, 45 minutes or whenever we got started there. But uh, I guess we can tell you, have a uh, happy day today, a blessed day, blessed weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Temperatures today going to be in the low to mid-50s, and then tomorrow, 60s and rain. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you back here uh, just a few minutes, I'll be back here on Sentimental Journey on 970 WATH. 97.1 FM. WATH Athens. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The race is on to slow the spread of Omicron ahead of Christmas. The CDC is predicting 1.3 million new COVID cases 